0: The kingdom of God is within you. So came from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Come join Cub Cooker and myself here at Sons of God Ministries as we go through a deep revelation on the understanding between the difference of magic and sorcery, uniting the divine masculine and feminine as one uniting spirit and flesh like our Lord Jesus Christ told us to and in the midst of it all, to understand who you truly are and who you are truly becoming. Come join us on the Christ Within Podcast. Oh goodness. going on you guys how you doing tonight god bless you hope everyone's well got a really amazing
1: all right what's up joshua
0: what's going on cub how are you doing
1: doing? oh i'm doing good man doing good not enjoying the new apple updates i was sitting here texting you and it leaves on the microphone now if you don't shut it off so everything i I just said texted to you
0: (laughs) I will not be
1: updating. Yeah, you might wait till they work a few kinks out. It's been fun today.
0: Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no are just
1: in- introducing that we're going to talk about uh, magic, spiritual gifts, the current moon phase, and uh, sorcery versus magic. What does that look like in everyone's lives? And how can you read scripture and discern the two? Yeah. Um, so before we get into it, uh, you want to say a quick prayer for us?
0: Absolutely brother. Awesome. Absolutely. God the Father in the name of Jesus Lord, we come to you right now asking you to help us Lord God to forgive us for action deed thought or word Lord God. Father that we are already forgiven Lord God, but just to clear our consciousness, our minds to let us know that we are already loved Lord God. Father, that your Holy Spirit will be upon us as we teach this message tonight, Lord. Father, that you will give us spiritual wisdom, guidance, and gifts to get through this message, Lord. And that your Holy Spirit will lead us in all spirit and in truth. And Father God, we cast out every single principality or stronghold that tries to come and exalt itself against the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you, and we glorify you, and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for what you have done. And we thank you for everything you are and what you will be within our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And
1: as we get going, uh, I always like to open with a quick disclaimer. One of the big things I value is inclusion of all faiths, races, religions walks of life orientations i don't care who you're married to where you do or don't go to church what the color of your skin is a lot of the stuff we're going to get into tonight i know uh because i know that my audience and yours joshua is uh, a very mixed audience and so a lot of what we're going to talk about is certainly not against i even tell people like keep going practicing go to your religious institutions with friends family whatever you do what we're doing can just add to what you guys are already, you know, you may have grown up in a certain tradition. For me, I left a big part of my tradition. That was a personal choice. And I'm not here to tell anybody they have to do that tonight. Uh, but really just open up your heart and mind to what we're saying and know that it's not against any one group or anything like that. This is more of a spiritual level thing than a tradition level thing. So, and my uh, brother, yeah,
0: all right. And- Yeah, no, guys, we have a really amazing subject to go through tonight. I actually named this Magic and Blood. Ooh, nice, About blood magic. We're going to be talking about blood magic. We're going to be touching on quite a few things. And we're going to show you how Jesus Christ was different. How Mm -hmm. everything that he did was to satisfy what. Basically, what we believe as Christians, how we were freed from the God of this world, how the knowledge that we take in, the gnosis that we take, this is what John seventeen three meant when Jesus said that, that they may know thee, Father, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Well, to know thee is to have gnosis of the Father, of Jesus Christ. When you have gnosis, you start to have understanding. When you have understanding, you start to realize who really has control over this world mm-hmm. and who has control over your world. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. Hopefully catch me. Uh, Hopefully you catch my drift. So,
1: absolutely.
0: So, but yeah. Um, what do you, uh, you, you want me to go ahead and open it up?
1: Yeah. I'd love to hear. Um, I'd love to lay, I think before we get into this episode, let's define sorcery versus magic because i think magic is something that especially the modern church Christianity religiosity has suppressed so badly that it has left the common man with very little power within their life and and i grew up in a, a culture where you just claim the name of jesus and then everything's okay the magic is in that but the more i learn the more christ himself taught how to access that part of ourselves that is directly connected to the kingdom of God and yep. go ahead and interact as him on this earth. I'm not saying I am him, but just interact as him on this earth and actually go out and love people actually do greater works than even he had, he had done as he said. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always wondered like, where's the healing? Where's the restoration? Uh, Where are the people that know things that we need to know within the church communities um, it's been so poorly represented, and it's been really misused and abused, I think, a lot, because especially a lot of the traditions I came out of, it was fine for the elders to have those powers, but if anyone within the body had those powers, that was a no-no. And so yeah. I'd love for you to break that down this morning. That was going on in the time of Christ, obviously, right. A lot of right. the a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight really ties into that. So yeah, go for it.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's definitely a difference between sorcery and magic. One thing we need to understand is, it was three Magi that visited Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were three Magi from the east. I tru- truly believe that these were Zoroastrian magicians mm-hmm. from the school of Daniel, mm-hmm. when you actually look at it. Now, magic has to deal with esoteric revelation or truth. Jesus talked about esoteric revelation and truth. Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. John 18, 36, Jesus told, you, told Pontius Pilate that my kingdom is not of this world. If it was of this world, my people would fight on my own behalf. But my kingdom is not from hence. Jesus was led, and Pontius Pilate and even the Pharisees and the religious leaders know that he had no dealings within the cosmetic makeup of this world that we live in. Mm -hmm. He came into this world to free us from the God of this world. Mm -hmm. This is why the devil was able to take Jesus on the top of a mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. It's right there, Luke 4, verse 5. Mm. That moment of time is letting you know That Satan is Saturn, he is Cronus of the Greek mythologies, Mm -hmm. and he is none other than Father Time. Mm -hmm. This is why Jesus gives us eternal life. Because without time, there's eternity. Within time, you have death. That's why Jesus brought us outside of time within his kingdom, within his glory and his power. This is the kingdom within. Mm -hmm. So the esoteric revelation is the magic. That is the manipulation of the frequencies around us through the revelation of Christ within. Mm -hmm. We change the world from the inside out. Okay? Mm -hmm. You can literally pattern your world after which you believe within the inside. Mm -hmm. This is why Jesus said, seek ye the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm -hmm. Well, he made it clear that the kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is within you and you seek ye first the kingdom, everything else will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. That's magic. Magic Mm -hmm. is shown by the Magi. It's shown by Daniel being the head of the school of the magicians in Daniel chapter four verse fifteen, which I have strong beliefs that Daniel was actually uh, uh, Zara, um, what's his name, Zarathustra, who was actually the head of the school of uh, uh, Zoroastrianism. Oh, okay.
1: So now break down because uh, I've been studying a little bit on Zoroastrianism, and by the way, it's fascinating. It's kind of one of those words that here in the West, you hear it and you think, oh, especially within the church communities that, you know, I've been steeped in. Oh, that's that's not Christianity. But break it down real quick, you know, as far as like, uh, it was just a very base approach to God. It was a, It's not really what people think it was. So I'd love to hear
0: your interpretation on it. So the thing is, one thing you have to understand is the elite, they put these symbols, this imagery out here to the public. Because Mm -hmm. what they mix it in with is inversions of the Mm -hmm. true symbols. I'll give you an example. The swastika was not originally evil. It came from the Tibetan monks and was passed down to the Hopi Indians. Mm -hmm. The swastika, in actual reality, before Hitler got a hold of it, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to say, it was a representation of the world tree. It was where Christ would be crucified, even in the Hopi Indian mythology. This is where their messiah was crucified, all right? Wow. At the wow. world tree, the axis of power, the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. All right. But the swastika that Hitler used, he inverted it to twist it to manipulate it. This hmm. is what they did with Zoroastrianism. This okay. is what they did with these symbols by putting it on the dollar bill to make you think that they're all evil and manipulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When an actual reality what it's going to show is they're trying to create a reverse psychology on you Mm -hmm. because the pastors and the churches will say, Oh, stay away from that. That's evil. That's cultic. Yep. But what they're doing is they're manipulating your mind without them even realizing it because they were taught it in their seminaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you can't blame them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yep.
0: Yep. So, okay. So basically, what ends up happening with Zoroastrianism, the beliefs within Zoroastrianism, the man Zarathustra, there were sorcerers that came against him. Mm -hmm. Zoroastrianism is an esoteric revelation of the knowledge of the body to understand who you are. okay? Okay. There were sorcerers that were coming against him because sorcerers use their magic. In other words, they can care less about spiritual matters. They just try to create things through manifestation. Okay? Yep. They use this like, in a sense, Yahweh. We were just talking about blood. We mm-hmm. were going to go on to talk about blood. Yep. As you said earlier, Jacob, what what did you say about animal sacrifice? Go ahead and let the audience know.
1: Yeah, so uh, animal sacrifice, you're taking a life, and you're trying to translate that life Through ending that life, you're taking that life force and you're turning that into something that you want within the physical matrix. Rather than going through the other pipeline, which is the kingdom within you, by imagining and creating into something, loving into something, wielding these frequencies that Christ taught us to, Mm -hmm. where you are manifesting it in the spirit and then you're going to see the good manifestations of it as the father wills it within the divine matrix that you're going to see in front of you uh it's a whole different pathway and one of them is evil one of them is good why is one evil because you're taking a life um and then a lot of people ask and this is a great place for you to come in here well didn't god take a lot of lives in the old testament didn't he take a lot of lives and require that and the answer is What God?
0: What God, you guys. We need to realize this because according to statistics, (laughs) the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, the one who Christianity serves today, Mm -hmm. Judaism, Mm -hmm. has taken more than two million lives Mm -hmm. in the Bible, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Whereas Satan has only taken about 10. Mm -hmm. You need to think about that. Yahweh takes 2 million, Satan only takes 10, but I thought Satan was the bad guy in the story. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Jesus was coming to tell the Jews who their father was. Why do you think he went down to the south in Jerusalem? Because down there in the south is where Yahweh was worshipped. In the northern priesthood, this is where... The Most High was worshipped. This is why Jacob went to places like Bethel, which was up in the north. This is a representation of your body, in other words. Yep. The southern nations or the southern kingdom is a representation of that lower nature. Mm-hmm. The northern kingdoms is a representation of that higher nature. Mm-hmm. This is the difference between the Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedek priesthood. hmm You see, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 15 and 16 even says this, that the Levitical priesthood, that priesthood of Aaron, was Mm -hmm. of the carnal commandments. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Where is the war? The war is in your mind, Mm -hmm. because it's a war between the carnal flesh and the spirit man. So what you're seeing here is, this is why Jesus was warring so much, with the people in Jerusalem Mm -hmm. because they were worshiping that carnal nature that was of that God, Yahweh that was seated in a physical temple when the most high never wanted a temple, a physical temple. Mm -hmm. He always wanted to be in your temple.
1: Amen. Amen. (laughs) And guys, listen to what Josh just said. Okay. He always wanted to be in your temple. And, And especially for my audience, think about, where is the throne of christ within you it's here it's within your heart chakra okay when you activate your heart chakra with love okay you don't have to think love you don't have to try to be like jesus in love you emanate it and you step into that frequency so fully that your carnal nature and your <laughs> higher nature or your crown chakra and even your third eye i know that's woo woo to talk about but mm-hmm. all of that is now reconciled and can now all work for the greater good within you within yourself because Christ is on the throne and you are what co-reigning with him in mm-hmm. the world. Yep. Yeah. So deep guys, this is so deep and we've we've just twisted it. Your third eye is how you see. Let me say that again. It's how you see. You cannot see with these eyes. You cannot see what Josh and I are talking about. You cannot read your Bible and get the authentic meaning from it with these eyes. Because the world has strewn it all so that these eyes will perceive things out of it that the world desires you to see out of it.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's, That's why mankind trust is in the trust in their physical eyes when we're mm-hmm. supposed to trust with our spiritual eyes that's why jesus always said for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear let them see and hear because he wasn't talking about your physical eyes it's mm-hmm. talking about your spiritual eyes your spiritual ears
1: and you're tuning your ears are tuned into the sound of the divine the the sound of creation the sound of the spiritual matrix not the sounds that you hear around you. Now you can hear, once you're tuned in, you can hear God in the bird. You hear it even resonating in an airplane going over. It's in all these things. But if you've ever noticed when you have a spiritual experience and you wake up the next morning, all the sounds are sweeter. They're different. Hey, I I, I never heard that before. Oh, I've heard that same verse a hundred times and I never dot, dot, dot. So it gets really, really deep here with the eyes to see and ears to hear. And that was what what a lot of the mystery schools use that exact language of Mm. eyes to see and ears to hear. And so it's really interesting where that actually comes from here. So,
0: You see, it's it's really something because you can look in the Old Testament and when blood sacrifice was given to this Yahweh, Mm -hmm. it always says it was a sweet smell in his nostrils. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. can. Wait a minute. You, you love this blood sacrifice. You love us killing animals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's think about this. If the Levitical priesthood was the one that enacted the sacrificing of animals, of course we see it with Abraham, Noah, Isaac, mm-hmm. Jacob. We see it with all the patriarchs. What was going on here? There's actually, it's it's almost like a mix of emotions, okay? We can see this within Jacob when he's going to visit his brother Esau. What ends up happening is before he gets to go vi- visit his brother Esau, he's rustling this angel, all right? This angel, mm-hmm. this angel of Yahweh. As he's rustling him, this angel literally says to him, let go of me because the day is going to break and the sun's going to come out. It's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute you you're, you're an, what you're telling us is this you're an angel of darkness mm-hmm. that's what he was saying there he's wow. an angel of darkness wow. the Absolutely. day was not to break now mm-hmm. what ends up happening is jacob was actually able to overcome him and through it mm-hmm. he was at pineal and his pineal gland opened and he was able to see god through his third eye Maybe okay
1: an angels going up and down on the ladder yep, <laughs>
0: yep. so <laughs> The esoteric revelation is this, though. Before Jacob went to go see his brother Esau, Mm -hmm. he was having an inner struggle between his inner man and his outer man. But his inner man ended up overcoming. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the same with the stories of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah. There's Mm -hmm. always this struggle between the inner man and the outer man. This is why they'll go do animal sacrifice. But next minute, you know, Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High, comes to Abraham or Mm -hmm. Abram. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing these two lineages, these two priesthoods. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what ends up happening with this in the Levitical priesthood, you have all blood sacrifice going on this is the way yahweh is being empowered by this blood sacrifice Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. they're empowering this deity not only that but his glory is only revealed within the holy of holies Mm -hmm. what does jesus say about taking a light and shining it under a bushel a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid okay Mm -hmm. this light was hidden in the temple okay But this light also that was hidden in the temple, the only people that could go in there was the high priest. Mm -hmm. In other words, they would have Mm -hmm. to wear a certain uh, uh, set of clothing like we talked Mm -hmm. about last week because the acacia wood was like an insulator and and the gold was like a conductor. So it Mm -hmm. created like a magnetic field of electricity. It was like a fallen angelic DNA technology or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we have all this blood sacrifice going on. And within this blood sacrifice, what you're seeing is this Yahweh being empowered. All these animals that are being killed. But what happens? Jesus comes into the world. And when Jesus comes into the world, even when he's in the temple in John chapter 2, he kicks all the animals out. He kicks the people out. He kicks everyone out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Jesus did not condone animal sacrifice, amen. Even amen. at the Last Supper, they yep. it, he didn't eat meat. He didn't eat anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. There was bread and wine there. Why was there bread and wine? Well, you go ahead and talk, Jacob.
1: Yeah, no, uh, the 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 body and the blood. I mean, it's it's not only a foreshadowing, but it's a ritual of what's to come. And you and I talked on the phone earlier, Christ being the final sacrifice to, and I'm going to go as far as to say this because this is a big part of what my channel is about, a sacrifice to the extraterrestrial gods of the Old Testament. And as I get into that, I know it can get a little weird, but if you, of course I watch Ancient Aliens, but if you read some of the actual documentation behind that, So much of what these people that have been abducted by extraterrestrials have experienced, lots of eyewitness testimony of falling under a dream and remembering flashes of it. How does that sound like some of these Old Testament prophets that interacted with Yahweh? Mm -hmm. Even Moses, when he made the sacrifice and he cut the animals and laid them on either side, and you've got orbs floating between them, and then he wakes up out of this deep sleep. And you've got the... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah, I get I get the the Old Testament ones confused, but um sure. but one of the things people report is and this is this is uh close your kids ears if they're listening. But vats of blood and body parts in this what they call ambrosia, this this uh, elixir of life. And you can read hundreds of these testimonies, guys. They're online. They're online from uh, websites from like the actual government documentation of people that have had these to private parties books that are just really research books not trying to push an agenda but um and mm-hmm. there there's just hundreds of them guys fire in the sky um that movie is incredible the book is even more incredible um and and when you connect all of that and you go, well, why are these things taking people up?" Why are they seeing like these vats there? And then you think about the sacrifices that people willingly made for blessings. And so they wouldn't end up in trouble. And then you get this man named Christ who you referred to him as an incredible name earlier, which I won't say live, but Mm -hmm. he was a bad dude. Um, He was, I mean, everything he said, Josh in, in the new Testament was straight up against these old ways against these old gods. He's he's the ultimate God slayer with his sacrifice. And I think that that's yeah. that's really what we're trying to say here. And And one of my commitments is to return the message of Christ back to its authenticity, return power back to the people that he wants to empower it with, that we've turned this message and we've tried to reconcile Jesus as the son of Yahweh. I think we'll see the son of Yahweh, but mm. I don't think we have yet.
0: No. No. So, um, you know, one thing we need to realize is that you got all this blood sacrifice going on and it empowers this God, Yahweh. He's not a God at all. Actually, he's an angel. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a fallen angel, yeah. but over 2,600 times within the old Testament, the name Elohim is used. Mm-hmm. That name Elohim means gods. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the plurality of the gods. Mm -hmm. Not every single time it's used those 2,600 times is it talking about Yahweh. It's talking about judges. It's talking about spirits Mm -hmm. of the dead. It's talking about angels. It's talking about all these things. Now, this angel, Yahweh, was the one who actually gave the commandments to Moses. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul makes this clear. He actually says that the law of carnal commandments was given by angels, okay? Wow. It says it right there. It's the law of carnal commandments. Yeah. It was given by fallen angels. That's why they call it carnal okay. commandments. It's, it's Hebrews chapter 7, verse 15 and 16. Now, like we were saying, when Jesus was at the Last Supper, or actually, even before that, in John chapter 6, there was something he said, and a lot of people get pissed off by it. And a lot of people left him when he said it. Mm-hmm. You must drink my blood and eat my flesh. Oh, why God. Why did they walk away from him when he said this, though? Because they literally thought he was a cannibal. They, oh my because guess what? They were thinking on that lower carnal nature. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like mankind has taken the obelisks and they've turned them into sexual symbols mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're thinking with their lower mind. In mm-hmm. actuality, on the higher level of consciousness, mm-hmm. they actually are something actually very um, important to understand. Okay, yep. so what we have here is Jesus saying, "You must eat my flesh and drink my blood." Okay, a lot of people walk away from him. But he said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood because it's talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. But when he was at the Last Supper, he was giving his disciples bread and wine. I've already talked to you about this, Jacob. Mm -hmm. But why was he giving them bread and wine? Because when you go back to Genesis 14, when Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High, Mm -hmm. visits Abram. It's not Abraham. It's Abram. There's a difference. Abraham was Mm -hmm. the circumcised Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Abram was still a Gentile. Mm -hmm. That's why the Melchizedek order is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. When the Most High sent Melchizedek to Abram, he didn't ask for animal sacrifice. He didn't ask for blood. What he gave him, was bread and wine. <laughs> it's because deep. wow, it was a representation of the blood and the body of Jesus.
1: And that's, uh, Lisa Marie asked a question. I want to make sure I get her question answered here. She said, so I'm not understanding is Melchizedek priesthood good or bad? And maybe that answered it, Lisa, but um, it's good. It's the one we should pay attention to. It's the one that is connected to the deep magic it's it's the one that c.s lewis wrote about when you read chronicles of narnia and aslan barks at the white witch because the white witch says i will invoke the deep magic on you and he barks at her and he says woman i was there when the magic was penned Mm. it's like you got you know c.s lewis understood this way more than we especially in the modern church culture we we just dumbed down the whole c.s lewis thing and every Pen stroke in there is a deep representation of what was going on with the Melchizedek priesthood and the deep magic that is a part of knowing Christ intimately within yourself. Amen.
0: Amen, brother.
1: And I want to read something, Josh, uh, to tag on to what you were saying here from the Gospel of Thomas. You guys know I'm a nut for Gospel of Thomas. It was the thing that changed my life and opened up my eyes to what Christ was actually saying. I could never read this book again and still understand what Christ was saying. Now it was a key that unlocked it. And in Logion seven, it says Yeshua said fortunate is the lion eaten by a human for a lion becomes human. Unfortunate is the human eaten by a lion for human becomes a lion. And this is going back to the, the body and the blood thing right here. Like think about Yahweh consuming versus Christ being consumed.
0: Mm, it's it's deep
1: that's good man and i didn't understand that verse until you explained what you just did and so i had to had to read that (laughs) on top of that because yeah
0: it it reminds me of what jesus said when he was sitting at the pharisees table and um they said jesus aren't you uh aren't you gonna go ahead and clean your cup and he was like you you want me to clean your cup? Why are you concerned with outside things when your heart is full of wretchedness? Mm. So there's this esoteric portion that Jesus is always sitting here talking about. Mm-hmm. And when he was talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood to the lower carnal nature, you're going to think that that is talking about cannibalism. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's a spiritual matter. And he was saying it because he was going to see who's true to him and who wasn't. You have to remember that in John chapter... Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I just got another revelation. Awesome. In in John chapter 6, when Jesus said this, there were people that left him. He said, they're leaving me. Are you guys going to leave too? One of you is a devil. Mm -hmm. This is John chapter 6, verse 66. Okay, imagine that. Okay, (laughs) so he says that one of them are a devil. Mm -hmm. That brings us up to the first time that they're going to take the wine and eat the bread at the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. What was this enacting? This was enacting the Melchizedek order Mm -hmm. at the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. But notice something that ends up happening. When the Melchizedek order is being enacted mm-hmm. with the 12 disciples, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is Satan enters the heart of Judas, or better known as Judah. Okay, mm-hmm. So what Jesus said was going to happen in John chapter 6 mm-hmm. was happening in the same instance at the Last Supper when they were getting ready to take the bread and the wine. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> wow. the Melchizedek order is enacted with his disciples. Mm-hmm. And Satan enters the body of Judas. But his name was Judah. It wasn't Judas, it was Judah. Mm-hmm. This is why bef- Judah or Judas had Satan enter him. Because he was a representation on a smaller scale of the place of Judah. Mm -hmm. Okay? When when they took for the bread and the wine, Satan entered Judas just like Satan entered Judah, the the nation of Judah. This is why they were in the southern kingdom. Mm -hmm. This is why Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, you will do. So, and one thing I've been understanding is this. If you guys notice in my videos, I always spell Yahweh Y A H W E H. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have learned now from talking to David Vos. If you guys haven't listened to him, go check him out. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome stuff. David Vos, and even doing a little bit of research myself, that even the tetragrammaton, the Y H W H, That's not good either. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: You guys that have usernames, I've got them in my community. I'm sure you do in yours that have the YHWH, Yahweh servant 29 or whatever, you know, just learn what it means. Learn what it means. Learn what everything means before you wear it, before you claim it, before you align with it. Cause what we're talking about here, how you align yourself is going to develop your reality forth. I mean, you know, we see the, the importance of just names in the old testament, understanding what they mean. So it's important. Very important.
0: Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. I'm I'm telling you what, man. Um you see, what Jesus was doing, he was taking what Yahweh created on the outside of the flesh, this ego. Mm-hmm through blood sacrifice, through animal sacrifice, through all this sorcery that was going on within the encampment. This is why Yahweh said, you will not go to anyone except me when it comes to uh, uh, seeking a divine answer. Mm -hmm. He didn't want anyone to go outside of his domain or his territory, Mm -hmm. because if they did, they would start to realize who he is. This. This is why Jesus said in Matthew 21 in the parable of the husbandmen wow, that the father, the husbandmen, sent prophets what? or people to the nation of Israel mm-hmm. and they were killing them. And finally, he sent his son to tell them who they were worshiping. And they killed him, too. This is why when in Acts chapter 7, Stephen is standing before the religious elite, he tells them that they didn't worship the true God out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. They worshiped the fallen host of heaven. Mm-hmm. They worshiped those fallen angels that enacted the old covenant at Mount Sinai, Sinai, with Moses, because they were not willing to accept the truth. There's actually a point between Exodus chapter 19 and Exodus chapter 20. That the true God. Asks Moses. To have all the people come to him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give them a covenant of grace. It's, it's mm-hmm. been covered up by the Yahwis. It's been covered up by the Masoretic text. Mm-hmm. But it's there. What ends up happening is. The people would not want to go. They did not want to go. They did not want to go see God face to face like um, God wanted, the true Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. So what happens is since they deny it, since they deny this, what ends up happening is Moses goes by himself. When Moses ends up going by himself, though, Mm -hmm. he goes to this mountain, Mount Horeb, Mm -hmm. And when he comes down, the people are worshiping this calf. And while they're worshiping the calf, Moses breaks the commandments and he doesn't go up Mount Horeb, the mountain of light. He goes up Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. And this is where he receives the fallen angelic commandments Mm -hmm. of mankind. You see, the 11th commandment, which is not commandments. It's not called commandments. It's called the 10 words. They call it the 10 Mm -hmm. words, the 11 words. Mm -hmm. The 11th commandment or the 11th word was the word of slavery. Okay, Mm -hmm. the slavery that would be placed over people. Now, what's interesting about this, you have all these Yahweh's commandments. You have uh, blood sacrifice, literal blood sacrifice. You you have slaves. You have uh, a Sabbath day where. It's supposed to be this outer exterior rest that you're supposed to rest on one day. When Jesus told us straight up, he told the religious leaders that my father never stops working. (sighs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My father never stops working. And yet you're telling me we have to take this one day. rest. My father stops working. Our rest is in Jesus Christ. It's all esoteric. The blood mm-hmm. sacrifice that ends up taking place is the atonement that Jesus made for us mm-hmm. and the blood that he spilt on Calvary's cross mm-hmm. for the remission of our, our our sin to bring us into the new covenant. Yep. In other words, this is why He. I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. And I'm going to shut up. No, you're good, man. You're good. This is why Hebrews nine seventeen says that without the death of someone, the new covenant cannot be enacted without the death. That's the only way. It's almost like a breakage from a marriage bond to be brought into something new. So wow. it's yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing.
1: That's, um, this is a good question for you, Josh. Uh, Fred Lynch asks, is there a true Yahweh and a false Yahweh? And I, you know, Fred, that's a great question. First off, the fact that you're asking it is a great question. Um, Joshua has an incredible amount of material on this. He's done a collab with David Vos. Um, we did a collab last week and the week before going through a lot of the different verses, I've got a whole series on Yaldabaoth, the beast god. Uh, You'll see the Gnostic representation of Yahweh there um, with some of the deeper mythologies. So however you choose to take it in a literal sense, in a mythological sense, in an esoteric sense, I think you can take it anyway and Mm -hmm. still come away with some incredible meaning from it. But really it's the idea that you know we want to worship these gods that control us for some reason i mean from the beginning of time we're looking to be controlled everybody's all about freedom these days and freedom of expression and choice and all of this stuff yet we still follow these systems and i think that's just one of the things that josh and i are trying to reveal here is uh, a lot of the arguments i get against my belief systems and my faith are well, how do you follow a God that did this and, and wanted yep. to unalive all these babies and all this stuff? And the, <laughs> the answer is, is like, I don't know, but I, was, I found myself in a lot of sin patterns, a lot of addictions, a lot of self-loathing, and I didn't even really want to live, to be honest with you, uh, when I was trying to reconcile my higher self with the law of Yahweh, because it just doesn't work, guys. And it so does do you What are you, your thoughts on that, Joshua?
0: Oh man. Okay. So your, your, your subscriber, he has a really good question. Let's put it that way. The difference between true Yahweh and false Yahweh. I was thinking the same thing before I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe there's a Yahweh that's of the outer exterior. Then there's the Yahweh, the WHVH that's Mm -hmm. on the inside of it. No, no, not at all. Absolutely. The reason why is because this Yahweh says, I am God. I am God, there is no other God except me, but what mm-hmm. is Jesus saying John 10 thirty four Don't you know that it is written that you are God's? Yeah. This was spoken unto them which the word of God came mm-hmm. and the scriptures cannot be broken. Absolutely. so oh wow, this is interesting now because now you have this man that's calling himself God or this this angel that's calling himself God. But then you have Jesus telling us we're all gods. But the only way we make up God is if we're in Christ. This is why when the man of sin comes and he declares himself as God, like 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, Mm -hmm. that it says, uh, Be not deceived, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, who opposeth and exalteth himself above God, or anything that calleth itself God. So that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. That's the Apostle Paul's words in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 or 3. Now, this man will set himself up as God because he will be outside of Christ. He will declare himself God, just like Yahweh called himself the Most High God what we have to understand is we are all gods that are plugged into the most high because christ is in god and we are in christ absolutely so yeah. what ends up happening is it's a unit it's it's like a family unit paul even says that the head cannot move without the toe all right first corinthians absolutely. chapter 12. yep right so it's all right there
1: absolutely so. uh fred lynch thank you very much for that question he found us through the Truth Seeker podcast that I was on the other day, so I'm glad you're here because of that. Welcome, so uh, Fred is brand new to the community, but thank you for being here. Uh, I think Fred, you're going to find out that both Josh and I, we just open minds, open hearts. We're passionate about what we're bringing, and we are never going to turn anyone away no. based on any of their traditions or or orientations. Like, I nope. think that's a big difference between what we're doing and a lot of the other faith-based channels is, I don't want to change you. God will change your life. I don't need to change your life. So don't look to me to do that. Uh, once you discover the true, authentic reality that the Father has for you in you, I don't need to do anything to your life. And by the way, I, I've got plenty of people in my community they didn't have to change a thing about their life. They just got it and stepped into it. So you got a lot of church people telling you you gotta you gotta change this and you need to quit doing that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like once you just step into this frequency, it everything else aligns within you. And that it's it's a beautiful thing. And I want to read Matthew twelve eight right now because I got this download the other day and I want to share this in light of what Josh just said because a lot of you guys are confused on who is Jesus? Is he a literal person? Is it an energy? Is it a being? Is it someone who's been in the matrix like all different timelines? Is he an alien? Is he like what, you know, there's a million different theories out there. And I think this scripture really boils it down and and I don't want to take away from the divinity or the person of Christ, but I think this is going to put it in a sense that you can internalize it and take it within. Uh, it says, "For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath," and this is a very simple verse. Uh, the Sabbath being the day of rest that Yahweh took off. Okay, and and yeah. that was under the law; you had to do this. Then you got Jesus walking through a field, and he breaks off the the barley and eats it. And they're like, "Wait a minute! You're not supposed to work on." And you know they're trying to hold him accountable to this religious law, and he's saying, yeah. "The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath." And a lot of times, popular church culture, we put that as in, well, Jesus is the Lord of that, so he can do whatever. I literally heard a pastor explain it that way. It was Jesus, so he can break it, but you need to follow it. (laughs) And and it's like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So break this down in the Greek. I love doing this, guys, because I love the etymology and really trying to understand what it actually means. The son, okay? Son, a descendant. Son, widely used of man man of the human race a child you and me of the human race is lord which means supreme authority of the sabbath which means the sabbath a week or time the son of man okay wh- we're you talking about chronos earlier yeah. the law which binds us under time, which takes us out of eternity. We are the supreme authority over that time, over being bound by that law. Because of Christ, he called himself son of man over and over and over and over. Yeah. And he said, what did he say about the scripture? You are gods. And then he said, I came to make you sons and daughters of the most high God. And I think that, guys, is like what, that's one of my biggest missions here is, and literally, we had a sister here a minute ago just comment. She said, thank you for your message. You have helped me stop sinning. And what an amazing, amazing message because I'm telling you guys, I was in the most sin anybody could ever be in when I was trying to follow this doctrinal understanding of God, Jesus, the Old Testament, all this stuff. And once I stepped into the truth, like, you lose appetite for this whole carnal nature, this whole sin pattern lifestyle. And for me, it's gotten to the point where I literally, there are certain meats I cannot eat now because they smell like death. Uh-huh. And my diet, I've lost 55 pounds since January. People are like, how did you lose all that weight? And I'm like, I don't know. I meditate. I do yoga. I read. I do my podcast." I do everything else I've been doing, but my diets changed because I love fruits, vegetables, nuts. But when it comes to like the stuff I used to eat, like the pork and all of that, it's not out of dietary law. It's just like my body's in tune and I know what is going to allow God's energy to flow through me more fully. And a lot of you guys are asking, how do I open my third eye? How do I step into my spiritual gifts, all this stuff. And I'm here to tell you there's no woo-woo behind it like you don't have to light a candle and say eight hail marys or whatever you know (laughs) it's you open your third eye by opening it by seeing by asking god like hey god i want to see behind that veil i want to see what your text really says and by the way i'm okay if it challenges and even crucifies all of my old fleshly nature even my religious understandings of all of that i'm okay if that has to get buried so that I can raise into something new
0: yeah amen brother I've been uh yeah. I've been vegetarian for about six months now
1: really awesome yeah for you man Good for yeah me.
0: I uh yeah. when I really started understanding this like it wasn't because of Torah wasn't because any of that Absolutely. I just started realizing I was like wait a minute mm-hmm. um i I started thinking about it like this when you when you um Basically, when you are a carnivore, you become more carnal, all right? Ooh, or when yeah. you eat a beast, you become the beast, okay? Like we just so, yep, yep. so and, and another thing is, is that when God created the earth in six days, mankind and cattle and everyone, all the animals, they were all created on the sixth day. Mm-hmm. But fish were created on the second. That's why you see Jesus eating broiled fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's different. There's no blood in fish when you look at. It.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
0: Hmm. But when you look at beef or a cow, yeah, you don't
1: see a lot of fish sacrifices, is yeah, no. That's good. Not at all. That's
0: good. Well, the reason why. Is because the fat. The reason why Yahweh wanted the fat, is because that's where the life was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was almost like um, it was almost like he was trying to preserve his life, mm. because that was his energy source, that blood. In other words, mm-hmm. that's why when Jesus came, the life is in the blood of Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a reverse effect. But it's not by consuming blood. It's by internalizing it, what Jesus did for us, and turning it around for the good of humanity. Because it all starts within the kingdom being within you. It's all esoteric. It's, it's all an esoteric man. revelation. So
1: I go as far to say or propose again, not that I'm right on 99% of what I say, but (laughs) to propose that when Christ died on the cross, humanity got an upgrade. Like we can literally look and we can look at the human genome and there's like little knots in it and things where they, they there's like some obvious editing or tampering at some point thousands of years ago. And they don't really know where that came from. But I really feel like humanity really was blinded before that and something about that sacrifice not only fulfilled that law to release us from the old gods but to give us those new eyes so that we could actually step into becoming that ourselves becoming his hands and feet on the earth i don't know i don't that may be too far but i just i think there's something to that where we really did get something activated in us
0: oh amen i agree with you i mean Jesus even told Nic- uh, Nicodemus that, and Jesus even said that. Um, it basically, it says in, in the epistles of Paul that Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. Mm. He's the first one, the firstborn. He's the one that shows us the way in which we can go. That's good. That's that. That's why um, Philip said to Jesus, "Hey, uh, Lord, show show us the Father." Mm-hmm. And this is in John fourteen. Jesus ends up saying that, Philip, have I not been so long with you that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And he goes on to say to Philip that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. He that believeth me, he shall never die because he that believes in Christ, he that believes in Jesus, mm-hmm. they're outside of time. They're not stuck in this time continuum of father time, which is Absolutely. Satan. They already have eternal life.
1: And here's something you guys, because I'm right there with you, especially in the Western church tradition, reincarnation is the most taboo thing. Oh, that's Eastern mysticism. Stay away from that. When you think about Christ's sacrifice, when you're in Christ, And you get to step out of time and live eternally with him you're breaking the reincarnation cycle where you have to return over and over and over and over to keep doing it and you're stuck in time you got to keep learning the lessons you get to step out of that transcend time and be an active part of the creation energy with christ amen and i can't imagine a better way to describe it Finally, it makes sense in my head too. I'm big on stuff making sense in my head. If I can't like connect the synapses and like have some gnosis of it, we love the <laughs> word gnosis here, um, and mm-hmm. really like at least I may not be able to describe it on like a logical level, but I can at least get it. Like it makes sense. Um, yeah. I think one of the the worst things we do to ourselves as believers, no matter what you identify yourself with is you just have to have faith you just have to have faith and somehow just having faith produces something well i've just had faith my whole life and i found myself in the worst ways and so deeply seeking the knowledge and the gnosis and like asking god i mean what did enoch do he's like show me the mystery show me the mystery show me the mystery like he was counted righteous and he's asking over and over to see the mysteries like I want that. And I've deeply asked God for that. And when I started doing that, that's when all of this third eye activation, whatever you want to call it, came from. And it, and it really is, by the way. you know, A lot of people try to cheat and get there through drugs or whatever. Um, and that, like I tell people all the time, that'll rip your third eye open. But the problem is, is you're not prepared to see what's on the other side of that veil when you're not prepared. Yeah. So if you go through it, through the door, what is the door? Christ, the gnosis, go through that door. You're going to see a whole nother world without just ripping the band-aid off. Like that's a dangerous way to do it. So,
0: you know, the, the thing is, is that, um, like KL Miller said, it's suffering that gets you there. We learn yep. in which the things we suffer. Amen. Amen. You see, yep. and I'll, I'll keep on repeating this. I don't think I could have gotten to this point if my mother didn't die, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because what we lose in this physical world, we gain in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul says you must go go through much tribulation to inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is through our sufferings, through what we go through, we learn in which we suffer. You see, we had to even go through the law. As, as I was explaining to you uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, the law, according to Paul, was a schoolmaster. We weren't ready for the truth. You got to understand mm-hmm. that Israel is not just 12 tribes. Israel is the entire world. Mm-hmm. Because when the 10 tribes of the northern kingdom were taken by Assyria, They were sent to be mingled among the Gentiles. This is in the book of Hosea chapter 2. So when they mingled amongst the Gentiles, they mixed their DNA and their bloodline in. We are all Israel on this earth Mm -hmm, today. mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is this. We are all guilty. We are all, we were all under the law. We all chose the law, in other words. But the law is a schoolmaster. We were not ready for the Christ. We were not ready for Jesus to come. Mm-hmm. We had to learn in which the things we suffer to get to the point we are at now.
1: Amen. Amen. So, And you guys, I, I know, like, we all have things we've suffered in the past. We've all hurt people. We've been hurt. There's a lot of shadow work going around right now. You guys know I'm big into the light work. I don't really like to do the shadow work. I I have to do it within me, but I certainly don't like to do it with other people. Um, And I did have a little bit of a download I wanted to share with everybody today about the full moon right now. Um, You know, we know all of creation is for signs and seasons. We're not to look to that uh, for our power, but we can look to that and understand the seasons that we can move and ebb and flow through with our energies so what all this is about is our energies and the the vibrations and frequencies we're aligning with. And so we've got right now what's called a cold moon. And I got slammed yesterday on live stream. One of the most devastating live streams I've done. Cause it got me worked up. Like I wasn't prepared for it and it wasn't one bot. It was like a hundred in the chat. Just boom, 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 boom. Just all manner of insanities from assaulting me personally to the message, to just gibberish that you're like, oh, I know this is a robot in there. Like, you know, and it just felt like the matrix was throwing something at me. And then I found out that we're in this full moon energy right now. It's called a cold moon. And the Mohawk tribe uh, out of New York state uh, referred to it as a cold moon because it's the last moon of the year, the last full moon of the year leading into the winter season. And one of the lures around this moon is that you're leading into a season of freezing or solidifying things in your life. And so I really wanted to end today talking about like, what can you guys do to activate on what we're talking about? You may have things in your life, things in your heart you're holding on to, hurts, loss, pain, things you did to other people, things other people did to you, stupid fears that are not even founded. You're just worried about whatever. And now is a great time to let those go because as we move into the winter, you've got a heavy, heavy energy. You can see people acting out. Any nurse in an ER will tell you there's a ton of people come in the ER on full moon nights. My wife's a teacher. She will tell you the kids are insane on full moon days. Uh, Even the term lunatic is a lunatic driven insane by the moon. Uh, This is also the longest full moon of the year. And there's a really weird sign happening with it tonight, and it's where Mars is going to seemingly pass through the moon. It's actually going to be eclipsed by the moon. And so I'm big on the esoteric as I was spinning on this today, just bringing a word to people this morning. I had this download about, like, look up Mars, look up Mars, look up Mars. Look up Mars, the god of war. And I just put all of this together. Now is the time to go within Let that God of war wage war on any unhealthy timelines, belief systems, personal views of yourself specifically that are blocking you from the frequency of love, from fully accepting this Christ, this Christ energy, whatever you want to call it, and moving into that place of forgiveness within self. Because I got a lot of people on here. uh, We've had people that have had addictions. We have people that have gotten out of bad marriages. We've had people that are uh feeling like they're not filled because they haven't met someone and i want to just encourage you that now is a great time to do that work literally in the next few hours at about 11 o'clock tonight i think is when that eclipse is going to happen uh and then the moon's going to be gone on the horizon so it's going to be a pretty dark night going into tomorrow this was my other download today is the seventh the god number tomorrow if you allow that war to go through you, come out the other side victorious. Tomorrow is the infinity number, the 8th of December, the God number. And it also is the feast of the Immaculate Conception. So if you're willing to do that tonight, it all, all it takes is five minutes of prayer and meditation. You don't have to do anything major. It's a heart condition. This is not a ritualistic thing. This is not a sorcery thing. It's a magic thing. It's a frequency thing. It's a prayer thing. It's a heart thing. Do the work. Come out tomorrow. Birth something beautiful, something divine in your life. And I hope that message hits somebody, resonates with somebody tonight, because it did with me deeply today. So,
0: amen. Yeah. Also, one more thing. Yeah. Jesus resurrected on the eighth day. Oh, man. New beginnings. Man. Wow. The new man. Beautiful. Beautiful. So.
1: That's awesome, man! Just cherry on top, right
0: there.
1: <laughs> Amen, brother. Man, beautiful, beautiful episode tonight. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, my brother.
0: Absolutely, my friend. Um, well,
1: do you have hey. any questions in your chat? I don't see any more that we haven't answered or that are relevant right now. So, but yeah, I think we're good. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, brother. Guys, yep. if if you guys want to go check out Cubs channel, go to nice. his Facebook group, go to his YouTube group. Yep. He has a bunch of great content, bunch of Absolutely. great things. He does this full time. Yep. So, Best
1: so. place to go is www.cubcooker.com. That'll forward you to my stand store. It's actually stan.store slash Uh I have several people impersonating me. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, but I won't email you. I don't have a weird account. That's not Jacob Cooker with cub in parentheses. <laughs> you can recognize me. It's going to be the one that has followers on it and a lot of content. If it has two videos on it and asking for money, that is not me. So <laughs> I hate that I have to say that, but apparently someone today is emailing people under a, an email that says psychic somebody. And so just be careful with that stuff. Go to my official website and you can find all my socials there. So
0: crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah,
1: it's weird, man. People tagging on to try to carve out a little bit, something for God here. And then you get,
0: yeah, got
1: gotta, uh, you know, grab somebody else's success, I guess. I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> so, guys, if, if you want to go check out my, my YouTube channel, at Sons of God Ministries. Um, also have a Facebook group called Sons of God Ministries. Yeah. Fresh-
1: and your website is dot .org, yeah. .org. Okay, so go to the .org. You also have a donate link on there to support what you're doing, right? Yep. Okay. Please, and- please, please, guys from my community to consider hooking Josh up. He's, he's busting his butt doing this. He's working full time and doing this. So we want to get him full time. I think we're going to get you full time with this in the next next six to 12 months. So I don't know, but I, I see it happening for you. So
0: whatever, whatever the yeah, Lord yeah. wants to do, man. Yeah. Like I, like I said, um, I'm going to be releasing a book here in the next couple of months. Good. I'm actually having uh David Vos is actually going to be reading over it before
1: awesome
0: before awesome. i put it into production and nice. everything nice um because the, the thing about it is it's it's really gonna blow the roof off things let's put it if if you have trouble understanding this right now after reading this it's it's game over let's put it that way nice game nice. over so that is awesome man that is awesome
1: well as soon as you get that book out we need to have a release party and have you read some excerpts from it and just push it out to everybody, absolutely. man. Let's make a big deal out of it. So absolutely get that brother. message out to everybody, man. So
0: absolutely my friend. So
1: well, God bless you, man. I love you brother. And thank you for, I'm loving this collab. We've got, I think two more that we're going to be doing this month. I'd have to look at the calendar, but yeah, every Wednesday this month, except for the week of Christmas, I guess. But yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys keep checking back and then, uh, Really good, really good feedback on this. So, um,
0: oh, really, was, really happy about
1: that. <laughs>
0: well, dude, I mean, the, the guys, I kid you not, Cub and I, we come together like 15, 20 minutes before we even do the show. <laughs> yeah, we don't pre plan this or anything. Nope, this is just the Holy Spirit coming through. Amen. So, yep. It's, yep, it's amazing. It's this
1: yeah. yin and yang thing, man. Like, and it's not opposites at all, it's like where i end he begins and 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 vice versa like there's (laughs) god really really gave you gifts that he definitely didn't give me and i think there's just like this perfect union there so
0: it's it's uh, you you increase my weaknesses and i help you increase your weaknesses but it's all the holy spirit it's like you said in first corinthians he gives us all gifts yep we're all part of the body
1: Y'all go read that, by the way. First Corinthians 12. There's your homework for today. Go check <laughs> out that whole chapter because that's what we're supposed to be doing. And I don't mean supposed to out of law. I mean, supposed to out of you want to step into the fullness. Go find what you're gifted with. Amen. That's so important, guys. So important. So.
0: Amen, brother. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, my friend, bless you. You have yourself a great night. I'm going to be you putting too. this up on YouTube here shortly.
1: Awesome. Yep. Mine will go up tomorrow. Um, I've got another one to push out today. So, but mine will be up on YouTube tomorrow as well as the audio podcast. It goes out to 40 different platforms at once. So you guys check it out. If you want to listen on that, you have an audio podcast too, don't you?
0: I don't, I should probably create one.
1: Okay. Let's talk and get that set up for you. Cause that's a huge, huge push for the message. So, okay. Yeah. We'll oh. work on that, but
0: so- brother.
1: All right. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a beautiful night.
0: All right. Bless you guys. Good night. Well, you guys, amazing messages. Always amazing messages. I'm telling you what. Um, The Lord gave me that download about the Melchizedek order being enacted at the supper table, the Last Supper with his disciples really interesting stuff because man i'm telling you what just crazy yeah the they they just keep on coming you guys i actually um i can't believe it the the lord is so faithful let's put it that way jesus is so faithful he gives us so much mercy so much grace but, anyways, you guys, I'm gonna be jumping off off of here. But if anyone has any questions, let me know. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer. Cause um, I know I know there's there's a lot of stuff being thrown at people, as it is. I know that a lot of this is um oh Cubs actually sending me a message right now. Easiest way to make a podcast. All right, you guys, I guess I'm going to start making a podcast. Um, I'll keep you guys informed on it, let you know what's going on. So, anyways, um, if no one has any questions, I'm going to go ahead and jump off of here. If you guys weren't able to listen to this message and you want to go back and listen to it, I'm going to be placing it on YouTube and the Facebook group for Sons of God Ministries Discussion. And, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna go from there. So, thank you Missy for all the gifts. I appreciate you as always. And, um, thank you for everyone being here. For real. So, I'm gonna go ahead and jump up off of here. I gotta do some studying on some things. I gotta, yeah, I got a little bit of studying to do. Right now, I'm sitting at about 36,000 words on the book. I need about another sixty-five thousand. I'm hoping, I'm praying that it will be done by the end of December. Going to send it over to my buddy David Vos, and then we're going to go ahead and publish it within February, into February time. So, love you, sis think absolutely yeah i'm gonna just keep on writing on it it's gonna it's gonna blow the lid off of a lot of things so anyways you guys i'm gonna jump up off of here you guys have yourself a lovely night and we'll be talking here soon god bless you guys talk to you back